Now, this may come as a surprise to you, Dom, but it's incredibly difficult to say welcome to the Tuesday hotfix because I end up usually swearing before I say any of that. But I am going to say welcome to the Tuesday hotfix. And we have got some much needed class in the... Um, uh, on, on the podcast uh, uh, this week because we've got a special guest. Dom, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, I was uh, listening with eagerness last week. I saw that your uh, your discussion about um, Lord Sugar was particularly interesting. I didn't know you moved in circles like that. Well, well that that was before you uh, you were, you came uh, you arrived at the company. So we had people like that. Visit before for your arrival, um, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see. But then it all sort of went downhill, and you know, we sort of never really yeah, hung out with people like that too. I mean, if we're honest, he did turn up, open the door, and went, "Oh, fuck it now." <laughs> Just walked out again. Software. Oh god, I'm out of there. Go on. What a bunch of twats. I mean, he was basically saying, um, probably in the in the old days, and uh, probably more so in the eighties. No, you just got hold of a computer from Dixon's and then you could sort of, you know, start a software empire. Mm-hmm. But that's like saying anybody with a word processor could be the next JK Rowling, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like, you know, you've probably got, guess. You've, you've got a better setup than Shakespeare ever had, but it doesn't mean you're going to be a published author, mm-hmm. does it? <laughs> that's a bloody good point, that is. Um, I, I wonder before we get into it, if uh, if I could if I could share a story with you about because um, me and Russell we share a lift in our you know we we, we go to work and uh, and uh, we share a lift and on the way home I went into um, Sainsbury's because I knew that we needed um, we needed what was it now we needed some bread okay and then uh, I got a message on a WhatsApp I was telling one of the people at work this actually. I got I got a WhatsApp and it says, "Can you get some toilet roll?" Okay, so I'm filling up my basket, and I've got my toilet roll and I got my bread, and then I thought I'll just go and see if there are any offers on vodka, right? <laughs> <laughs> Was that on your list, vodka? It wasn't on the list, but no. I, it doesn't need to be. It's always it's, it's up here. It's, it's... And so and they did. They they had um, they had some vodka on offer, uh, so I put them. Yeah, so I put, so I put that in my basket. So I've got a bottle of vodka, a loaf of bread, and some toilet roll, <laughs> and I put it on the conveyor belt. Right, and the look the woman gave me, wait, <laughs> at the checkout <laughs> was quite judgy. I thought, yeah, so, you've, you've come through with the student special, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, I thought. I had to say to her, that's not my life. I don't just drink vodka, eat bread and shit. <laughs> Did she say, have you forgotten the condoms? <laughs> I hear them. have got a long expiry day on them. <laughs> I just imagine you with a, a French stick in your basket and you pop the loo rolls on the end of the French stick. <laughs> or the condom, if we don't want there to be more. Uh, if we don't want there to be more. Toilet rolls. Oh, dear. They must get it all the time. Surely they're not. 
bothered what you're putting in your basket are they are they do you think they're secretly judging everyone and then sort of you know discussing it with their their mates i i i don't know but i i used to get bothered if i went into tesco's and my bag for life was for sainsbury is it that's not your wife you're talking around there is it but I... she listened to this show dom and she likes it <laughs> <laughs> that's why i say it's definitely definitely not your work <laughs> but um yeah did you want to take take it away there russell though but you know it's, uh... oh uh, <laughs> i don't have anything prepared I, I, you I do well i prepared it for you i could be working away um well, well, preparation isn't it while, while we're doing the preparation while we do the light hide stuff oh yeah and that before we get to the serious dom yeah what what Dom to let me know if he knows what a paranonamasia is. Well, I, I've never heard of it. Is this, uh, is it some sort of ghost, uh, maze? No, no, it's, it's, it's the proper name for a pun. Oh, oh so there you go. The Atlantic industry. It's a ghost leader. Yeah. Don't know, don't know how I wouldn't get that into a sentence. That's the thing. You know, I don't know if it's hard, right? Almost certainly not, I expect. Um, has anyone noticed that Dom's uh, audio has got a bit crackly? Has it? Oh, this is age, I think. <laughs> Just need a glass of water. Paro Oh, God, I can't even say it right. Paranomasia is a pun. Now, um... Dom, you're like a, a pun ninja, aren't you? Or, or a pun black belt? Well, I just... Yeah, sh- well, yeah why not? <laughs> Do you want to embellish on your love of puns? Or... Who doesn't like a nice pun? Well, I expect. <laughs> Have you got any cheesy puns? Or can we not come and bear that? <laughs> yeah, you see, I don't know why I get this reputation for puns when it's clearly Liam is, uh, is the best. Wow. The, the the reason uh, Russell, the reason why he gets mm. um, reputation for it is because he damn well is good at them, you know. Yeah, yeah. He he's been shy now. He we can't get him to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Usually he does these like a breeze. But that's right. Yeah, yeah. Put, put him under pressure. What if we haven't even asked Don what he does or anything? Oh yeah. <laughs> I was just about to go into the next bit. Um, but Don, we've called this a swift chat which hopefully has some objective see what I mean when I'm talking about this. But maybe you could talk about, you know, what, I mean, what do you do? What is your, what's your goal? Uh, well, yeah, you're supposed to give the um, the, the disclaimer a bit about not saying who we work for. Or... Right, yeah. So when you're thinking of saying, to say, awesome company. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, I I'm an Apple software developer, so nice. We are basically turn coffee and brownies and cake into code um, and apps that um, you can run on your iPhone and your Apple devices. And uh, um, Swift uh, comes into this course because that's the programming language that uh, Apple created probably about probably about I think it's about seven years ago now, something like that. Um, so yeah, that's how you express your ideas and how you you want your program to behave. What is Swift based on? What programming language? Oh well, basic. Fortran. I don't like 
you can get you can get a bit more technical if you want. <laughs> I mean, I see most programming languages have been influenced by ones that have come before, and mm. um, certainly it's been influenced by the C family of languages. And um, uh, prior to Swift, of course, Objective C was the sort of flavour of uh, D that um, we used to use to do our work, and um, I think Swift's a lot more sort of more of a modern language than that. So it's been influenced by sort of more functional languages too. It sort of takes that that approach. But yeah, it's, it's not always easy to sort of say exactly um, uh, where it came from or what influenced it most heavily. Why why do you think they came up with the word Swift then? Do they do they think it's Swift to code in that particular language? Uh yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 yeah. It's probably probably one of these things where you, you look for something that's not already been used or um with some birds out the window. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good job they weren't swallows. Yeah. Yeah. And is it quite deep program in Swift? Um yeah, it's, I think, I mean, compared to Objective-C, um, there's been sort of modernization. I mean, there sort of takes all of the sort of, a lot of boilerplate rough edges off the stuff, so you can, oh, yeah. Um, uh, and sort of during the development of the language, they, they kept evolving it and providing tools that let you migrate your code forward. So that, that, that was the sort of period where you're trying to balance the disruption of having to make everybody's code change so that it keeps working with the ability of the language designers to refine and improve the language. Once you get to a point where the language is sort of fixed, you can't really make improvements anymore or else all of the code that's out there will no longer work. So yeah, it's nice sometimes to have a kind of fresh, fresh language, even if it means firing all your away and starting afresh mm. um interestingly uh because we get a lot of um emails to the show um i think russell you've uh i think you've got one there from a chap called uh david is that right yeah i'm just looking out for, for you <laughs> so you can just fill in while i look this one up from our huge list yeah because uh, uh yeah if I'll, I'll, we'll put out the email address for people who haven't who haven't got it yet um, at the end of the show. But uh, who was it you who, who was it you were looking for? It, it was the first one. Um, okay. The bit where it says questions to Don. Okay. Yeah, David uh, from um, sort of London way, sort of Essex area. Hang on. Are you saying it's David from Essex? Yeah. Okay, I just want to check that. Okay, David Essex in Essex. David Essex. I think I, I think this guy is from Essex. Oh, okay. All right. I just think he might be taking he might be taking the piss out of us. But anyway, go on, David from Essex. How do I avoid a dangling end point? <laughs> You've got to keep hold of it. <laughs> Make sure you don't drop it. <laughs> how how how, do, how is how is David from Essex? Um, uh, how is it? How has he ended up with a dangling endpoint? 
Well, doesn't go into details about it. It's right. It's oh, okay. It's just one of those things that can happen yeah. if you're not careful. Yeah. Um, there's there's another one uh, from a guy called Bert from Lancaster, uh, and he says, <laughs> he says, dear, dear panel, I think I ate bad food once. What should I do? Now, what is he on about? Because he spelled that like with an A and a bad and an F and an O and a, a zero zero and a D. No, I see a few ways done there. So, um, um, this this is uh, talking about hex speak, right? Uh, you mean like yeah. witches and the devil? <laughs> I've got a hex on you. Well, yeah. hexadecimal. So, um, oh, that's like ten witches. 16, 16 is hexa, hexadecimal. Oh, hexa. Hexa is 10. Right, okay. So, um, that's the education, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, you get a crash report, something, if your app sort of dies and, um, uh, you get these reports through to sort of try and, uh, give you some sort of handle on, you know, what it was doing when it, when it crashed. Um, it will give you, the memory location as a sort of number expressed in hexadecimal. All right, and and this eight bad food is a particular, like obviously special number. It's eight B A D F zero zero D, which is some number or other expressed in hexadecimal. Is it true? Is it true then that there's another hexadecimal um, error called? The two bob bits. <laughs> It'd be good if there was if if there was, but you only have a to f. There's, but you have to sort of you have to be quite inventive if you want to come up with a. Uh, yeah, yeah. The criteria. We, me and Liam, were having a conversation, sort of, uh, a not very well informed conversation about uh, the differences between Android and iOS. And I came up with the reason was Android is an open platform and iOS is a closed platform. And I said it's a closed platform because the hardware is specific. Did I? Was that right? I think in part. I mean, um, obviously, Apple are the only manufacturer of um, their iDevices. And um, I think it's also partly because they, they kind of want to have a closed platform. And I think... Apple users kind of, um, I mean, that's, there's a split, but it, but certainly a lot of users quite like the fact that it's not a, a Wild West sort of experience. Like, um, anything goes, you know, there's mm. a sort of curated gatekeeper there that's saying not everything yeah. is going to be available. I guess that's why... Well, that's why they say iOS is a bit more user-friendly because it follows a strict set of rules and no one can do their own thing. Yeah, I suspect that's, that's partly true. You'd probably say, is it true? Uh, Tight arse and buy Android phones. No. <laughs> Beautiful uh, people uh, own iPhones. 1835. Oh, I've lost it. What were we talking about? <laughs> So Russell's theory is that um, attractive people buy iPhones. Yeah, yeah. I've got one. 
Must be true. What's the phone? What phone have you got? Well, I've got I've got an Android phone. Uh, got Blackberry, right? But yeah. But if I went down the market, if I went down the market, right, and I said, uh, "Here, here, mate, on an iPhone." John, they're always called John. Yeah, John. Hey, here, John. Hey, John. How much is that? How much is that iPhone? What's he going to say? Like the latest oh. one, I said. Oh, the latest one. Well, if you want the latest one, then. I mean, a bag of sand. Two hundred quid. A pavidi. A gorilla. A monkey. Some sort of hairy primate. What? Which? How big is it? How much is it going to cost me? I'm sure I just sobs. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, obviously you can buy cheaper Android phones than you can iPhones, but there's there's a number of factors, isn't there? It's like total cost of ownership. There's that thing about you know how much Google spies on you to make up for the uh, for the cost. Google spies on this? Oh, I don't think so. Certainly <laughs> not do that. Oh, they okay. See, Liam, Don won't tell us the price of an iPhone because he doesn't think we can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a 5S. I'll, I can tell you one of those. That's another thing, though, isn't it? How how well do they last and what's the total cost of ownership? Oh, one of, they're not cars. Don't us to get new tyres for them. <laughs> now, we we have a colleague called Thomas. Thomas. Tom. It's called Tom. And he regularly uh, trades in like at the end of the year, he just goes, right, I'm I'm now going to um, uh, get a new phone. But he always turns our scrums into an episode of Columbo. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Whereas we'll go, okay, we're all decided. Yes. Anybody want to do anything else? Yes. Okay. Uh, no, we're all, we're all happy. Okay. All right. See you later. Oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> really sorry. First of all, <laughs> how much were those shoes? How much? Were, I, I love those shoes. Uh, but just one more thing. I think that's going to just crash the fucking app. Tom, Tom hasn't even seen Columbo, has he? So I don't know how he does that. He's, he's brilliant. Most of the people are going to think you mean on a rugby pitch when you say scrums. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. This is this is like... Well, imagine Columbo. This guy. This guy. Hey, guys. My wife says I'm the, the second smartest man in the world. <laughs> She says it's a tie for first with about 200 other people. <laughs> no, well, no, we, we have a, a daily scrum, which is a, a bit of a stand-up, stand-up, actually. But we all do it remote now, don't we? So um, we chat about what we did yesterday, what we're doing today, and sometimes we talk about work. Yeah, it's a thing that came in as part of the agile philosophy of how you might do software development. And the idea of standing up was that if you sit down, you, you meeting tends to drag on. So you, you will stand up so that you don't sort of talk any longer than you have to. Mm. And uh, the idea is to sort of see, is the project on track? Is there any any things that you need to tell your colleagues about that you've done yesterday that they might want to know about? And is there anything that's that you need that's stopping you from getting on and what you're going to do? Hopefully... Um, but if there are any blockers, they'll, they'll get picked up in a later eating. Because we have a mantra, uh, Russell, I don't know, oh, you probably heard it, you know, overheard it when we're doing the scrums. We do not do this because it's easy. We do it because we thought it was going to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm laughing at my own junk here. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Oh, I thought that was going to be good then for a minute. 
no. no. But because we stand up when we're doing our scrums, you can tell how badly a project's going by how good our calls are because we can stand for ages while we're talking about it. <laughs> Yeah. So see, we go. Oh, look at all those really fit-looking programmers. Yeah. The project must be shit. <laughs> True. And how it's pretty much the only exercise a, a programmer gets, isn't it? You know, sort of daily stand up. It's like, oof, that's enough. I've done my bit for today. <laughs> now, there is one thing I wanted to wanted to ask you because you're not just a a, a crackerjack uh, programmer, but you also know the UX side of things very, very well. And one of the things that you say, which I really like, is that when we're doing our app development, you say sometimes that what we have to do is we have to make sure we don't create this riddle for our users to solve. Well, what, now, what do, you, what do you mean by that? Our users already have a problem and they want solution to it. We, they don't want us to give them a problem. As an example, the other day I was um, I wanted to order a new uh, phone charger, right? So you fill in the form. They yep. want they're on this charger and it says, Oh, where do you want it delivered? And blah blah blah. And this is what's your phone number. So you go, oh. Well, first of all, now I'm like, Well, what is my phone? Who even knows their own phone number these days, really? So then I, I eventually figure out what what, what, my, what my own phone this is on this is on the phone, by the way, right? It should know, it knows more than me. Yeah. Um but I figure the phone number out and then I start typing it in. And it does that thing where when it gets to the end of the area code it stops i'm typing i'll keep it i keep typing in but it stopped and i'm like what what why isn't it why are you doing that why are you doing that now i've got to i've got to figure out that i've got to somehow get just put in the area code and then tap across and then type in the rest of the number all of this is like unless i figure this stuff out i'm not going to be able to order my my, my phone charger yeah but I, I don't get that uh like plus four four and then you have then you have no one number minus a zero and then how, how, how do you type a plus in on the phone yeah. and, and, and what, what is this anyway is like they're gonna they might call you if if the order is delayed or whatever so they're never gonna use this number I like typing this stuff in yeah and and i'm getting stressed because i'm thinking should it be plus plus or should it be zero should it be zero plus what is it what is it why why does it stop accepting numbers when i'm typing it in why can't it just let me type the thing in and then go okay i can i'm a computer i'm smarter than you i'll figure out what you meant yeah that looks like a valid number yeah okay great they've got they've got computers that can drive cars now right well sort of i mean <laughs> i mean wouldn't necessarily drive at a high speed but um they got the robots they can do that yeah yes oh okay I've just given it away again, haven't I? Oh, God. Camp born in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, th I think we're about getting to the, um, towards the end, where we end with a Bond shell. Oh, yes. <laughs> well done, remembering Bond shell. Bond shell, all right. No, anyway, this particular one, I did try and find something that had, like, Three three characters in it, but I I, I just ran out of time. But I, but I found found this one from a view to a kill. I like this because it gives me chance to maybe do my Christopher Walken impression. Okay, which 
has to start off again. You know, I kind of like doing an impression. <laughs> it doesn't sound like him, but I'm going to do my best. So I'm going to, in my Christopher Walken voice, say, uh, so basically what's happened is Bond has, has shagged a bird very uncharacteristically, and, it, and it's the Rod, Roger Moore Bond as well. So I'm going to go, oh, Mr. Bond, did you sleep well? And then, uh, and then Russell, you go a little restless, but I got off eventually. Is this really in the film? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So I'm going to chat, chat on my Walken, Walken, Mr. Bond. No, no, hang on. That, that was William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bond, when are you going to do it, Liam? Is... Okay, go. I've got four months. <laughs> what am I supposed to say again? And a little rest, but I got a oh, it's I've written it down though. It's on, it's on the scene. <laughs> so, Mr. Barnes, <laughs> fuck, that's what shit that is. Okay, okay, Mr. Barnes. Oh, Mr. Barnes. Oh, cheeky, cheeky Barnes. Mr. Barnes, <laughs> you slept well? Fuck, hang on, let me do that again. Okay, hey, let's go. Uh, Mr. Barnes, you slept well? Well, a little restlessly, but I uh, got off eventually. <laughs> I sound like Boris Johnson, that one. <laughs> okay, let's give it one, one more go. Okay, one more go. Okay. So, Mr. Bardent, you slept well? A little restlessly, but I got off eventually. Hey! Now, when we did this, this little section with Sarah, she said she felt like she was actually in the movie. <laughs> Tom, impressed? I mean, I, 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 what can you say to that? Just goodbye from me and goodbye. Cheerio, chaps. Cheerio. Cheerio.